Rashad talks about murdering people. Murdering people or not, or is he? Going into this episode, going into these episodes, I was so excited. I didn't know what was coming. I, I, I didn't expect this to happen. And I'm like a little bit concerned about the, uh, about the severe lack of Ahsoka. And we've had arcs without her previously. Um, it's just because it ended on this huge note. I'm worried now that we don't get, won't get a lot of Ahsoka, but I'm sure we will. And it's also really smart from a narrative perspective to not start with her. Season six of Clone Wars wasn't your typical season, okay? And it all, of course, comes back to Big Brother Disney. Disney bought Lucasfilm in October 2012. And in March 2013, Clone Wars was canceled. So I'm not sure exactly how the connection was, who decided to pull the show. Was it Cartoon Network? Was the That was the network on the U.S. that the Clone Wars was running? Or was it Disney's initiative? But you'd like to think that Disney having its own children's television network competing with Cartoon Network wasn't did not bode well for having a TV show on Cartoon Network. But at the time that it was polled, episodes had already been written and were in production. So what happened mm. by the by March 2014, this what we now know as season six of Clone Wars at the time was titled The Clone Wars The Lost Missions, was released. It was released simultaneously, almost simultaneously, on German TV and Netflix, oddly enough. Um, That's a weird mix. Right. Well, it actually came first in German television, and then like a couple weeks later was Netflix. Why Germany? That's weird. I don't know. I Probably licensing reasons. Obviously, that always comes down to that. This season, I wouldn't even hesitate to call it a season, is not a standard narrative arc like the previous seasons mm. of the show where you have sort of a concrete story as opposed instead it is a collection of episodes that were meant to be part of the season but were just basically made at the point where Car the clone wars was abruptly canceled as a result of the disney buy so take that into consideration when you think and evaluate how the rest of the season is uh, constructed and as we watch the different episodes and i think that it's not ne necessarily apparent because we only watched one arc for today but as we go through this might be a little bit more apparent as it's a little bit more disjointed than the previous seasons so just that's just to give you a little background on what season six of clone wars is as opposed to the other seasons yeah that's uh that's a good that's good context this season is shorter i assume because that's just the things that have all, had already been planned for all the episodes exactly yeah so it wasn't like season seven is short a la modern television all seasons are shorter so that was planned as opposed to this one which is just a random assortment that was supposed to be part of a full 22 episode season with that we go to ringo vinda where Anakin Skywalker and, oh man, I forget their names again. I had it written down. Tip Lar and Tip Lee. Yeah, so, the worst. Right? 
um how can you i mean if you sorry sorry i know you're just about to no, no to to do the uh do it the summary but like okay like twin sisters fine fine if you must but don't do the stupid thing where you have them have like very very similar names that's so stupid I was actually really glad that one of them died. I was like, yeah, at least now we I just I don't have to like I, I don't mix them up or anything. Well, I mean neither of them have, have much screen time, to be honest. No, but I didn't know that at the time. So. Yeah, fine. But the thing is it's funny, like as soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh, one of them's gonna die. Like they have sort of nameless Jedi and they're twins. Of course one of them is gonna die. Yeah. But the way that in, in which she dies is very surprising, I would maybe say. Um, yes. And in the middle of the, in the heat of battle, in the middle of the battle, Tup walks up to Tip Lar and just executes her, shoots her in the face, and turns the tide of battle against the Republic and is taken into custody. While on while in custody, he is captured by the separatists and then recaptured very promptly by Anakin and Rex in fives, and then is taken to Camino for further evaluation. On Camino, a power struggle over what to do and what diagnose or what method to diagnose Tup is happens between the Kaminoans and Shakti, who is obviously the Jedi resident of Camino. And Fives take it up, takes it upon himself to investigate what happened to Tup to cause him to murder his Jedi leader. A bunch of a bunch of stuff ensues on Camino, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tup befriends a droid Az, who no, helps Fives what? does. Fives, oh my god, did I say Tup? I meant Fives. Sorry. Yeah. And fives, be, be, and fives befriends a droid, AZ, who helps him on his mission of investigating what happened. And surprisingly, AZ does not die by the end of this, which is quite pleasant, relatively speaking. <laughs> uh, and eventually they discover inhibitor chips in each of the clones that are implanted essentially at birth. And it is Tup's inhibitor chip that malfunctioned, causing him to essentially enact order 66 early as a result fives goes kind of insane clearly as anyone would and is then transported to coruscant to speak with the chancellor (laughs) the best person to speak to (laughs) (laughs) and in a closed room only with the chancellor who reveals essentially the entire plan two fives attempts to kill the chancellor and is then a fugitive while a fugitive anakin and rex are summoned to speak with him sort of a -a tete-a-tete and not no unknowingly to anakin and rex a battalion of troopers follow him into the storage unit and of course fives can't resist trying to defend himself and gets shot of course, in the chest and dies. The end. The end. The end of Fives, unfortunately. I know. Such a sad ending for Fives. We've seen him we've seen him go through so much from the training ground all the way to the highest forms of government and to his death. Yeah, as soon as uh AZ 
removed his chip, I thought, okay, either he's going to be like a renegade uh, after the fall of the the Republic, or he's going to die. And there's I really no in between. <laughs> yeah, it's a very very tragic story, especially because we know how it ends. And you mentioned, you know, Palpatine is like, oh, of course, like the worst person to talk to, and also Anakin, you know, who is just such a Palpatine fanboy and like a and like like he would you know he he does like the the chancellor the chancellor is incapable of what you claim and all these things is like the worst kind of configuration of people basically except for Shakti that's what makes it so tragic we also get a strong entry to the droid bracket we'll do eventually um in AZ um, right. And as you mentioned, he doesn't get destroyed, but I must assume that he gets reprogrammed or memory wiped or something. Yeah, sadly. Just because the Kaminoan scientist just ha- had it with him. Answers a lot of questions, talks a lot about what happens to the clones, how they're programmed, who knew about what's going on with Order 66 in particular, and who was blissfully ignorant, how these things happen, and then kind of speaks a lot again to the both the clone and droid humanity exactly that's why i thought the pairing of fives and az was so powerful because you know az especially because of because he was he is on camino and all the communions treat the uh the clones as like yeah as objects basically uh, as becomes clear in the language they use as well um, he also like AZ also definitely assumed like the way he talks to fives is very much like that as well. Just you know calling him by his number, um, which changes throughout, which I thought was a really nice touch. But also things of yeah, oh yeah, you're, we're like both getting our memories wiped, sort of thing. And it's just like oh, ugh. yeah. No, I think it's really interesting to see. You know, it is really the Jedi's influence that makes these clone troopers more creative i guess but i found that a little bit that statement that was made by the camino and scientists a little odd because even when we saw them in the training facilities they still had distinct personalities and names so i don't necessarily think that's true but maybe that's just the fault of her perspective as opposed to um the reality or just uh just in discontinuity within the narrative maybe yeah, I mean, the only way that would make sense if is if the uh, if Shakti and the uh, drill sergeants basically um, encourage them to take names, you know? Yeah, maybe. That's the only way I can retcon this in my mind. Yeah, which is fine. One thing that I noticed about this uh, era, this, this saga, though, is that I found the humor really good as well. Mm. Especially with AZ. It was really funny, uh, some of yeah. the words that he was using. Some of the, like, you know... It's just funny. And then also like the droids at the very beginning and season episode one, just like the that funny battle droid humor. Just, it's still always, it's, it's great. Yeah. They overdid it a little bit with uh, Fives. Oh, droid. But it was like a fine line. And at the end, he just stepped a little bit over it, you know? Well, I think that line in particular was a specific no, nod to his journey and his relationship with droids. Yeah. Right. So at the very beginning, he was very dismissive of droids. Like he said, basically, like you're a droid. What do you know? Like you have no emotions. You have no value, essentially. And by the end, he kind of treats 
az more like a human in a way so i i mean yes i agree as a as a humor line it doesn't really hit home really well but as a marker of his relationship and his understanding of droids because i think it's really their pairing is really nice as well because it is two people who have sort of negative stereotypes against the other that come to overcome their stereotypes because of their relationship so it's not a one-sided thing where az moves but also vibes does as well i i just need to point out right now that you did refer to them as people like az as well which i think yeah. is you know we talked about it previously how we give pronouns to droids as well usually male pronouns as well which is interesting um but yeah it just goes to show you know anthropomorphization and empathy and all of this um we're just hardwired to do that we're hardwired to do that and then also we are i mean they do it intentionally yeah for sure especially the there you know the discussion about like pro their programming and all of this and the way that fives convinces az to help him with like yeah but isn't like your prime directive to you know save your patients lives and all of this that that was really interesting I think the best one of the best lines and definitely a laugh out loud moment for me was um when uh, when AZ says to Fives I am sorry I have always wanted to have human feelings but I don't goodbye yeah. and then he just so leaves funny. just pre like in that in that episode specifically though there there is mention of quarantine and lockdown and uh, that again just hurts in these right. times at one point they say like we're fighting a virus here or something and i'm yeah like, they say it throughout yeah well the fact that like you know god fuck the jedi man it's like at the end they just palpatine without any evidence tells them it was a virus a rare virus yeah and i'm just like and they're just like okay cool so gullible oh god it's so stupid and they're just like waiting for like everyone is waiting for it someone to tell them that it was a virus that's it that was the only <laughs> yeah. like reason why this happened oh it was ridiculous yeah yeah i actually i thought that when palpatine was like first encountering fives and the kaminoan was there and shakti was there for a second i thought palpatine might just kill both of them like shakti and fives oh shit he managed to do it with like you know keeping his secret identity not so secret identity Oh, that would have been awesome. He kills Shakti and then blames it on Fives or whatever. So I have a question for you in the first episode. Were you surprised, not knowing at all what this arc was going to be, were you surprised when Tup just went up to Tiplar and shot her? Yeah, I didn't. I was surprised. I didn't know what was going on, but uh, I very quickly, even before Dooku and Sidious talk about it, I was like, ooh, is this Order 66 related? Um, just because you could see the struggle within within top i wouldn't have called it an, an execution because they they refer to it as such and then as soon as one of them did i was like yeah okay this is really about 66 um yeah and i was yeah i was very surprised him repeating good soldiers follow orders good soldiers follow orders as his eyes roll and him struggling to maintain his consciousness very impactful yeah i mean top has been with us as a, a while as well and to see him go through this was really, you know, really difficult, really interesting into the psyche of, okay, because what 
all the clones we never see the clones actually execute order 66 with their helmets off mm. if you've noticed like so we don't know to what extent they're conscious as they're doing it so it's a really interesting forceful like how much can we force someone to follow an order without essentially breaking their psyche yeah yeah and i think it is exactly the struggle that is so impactful if he had just done it if he had just like you know his eyes are fogging or like whatever and he's just going there and doing it it would have been a very different thing to him you know battling it out with himself or with the chip i guess um and that's what makes it all the more powerful and actually something that i noticed in the first episode specifically is like all the clones whether they're new top or not like everybody who's standing by like even later just like clones that are on, on guard duty they all are obviously invested and interested in what's going on because they none of them uh can be sure what's going on and, and if it's one of these things where like if it affects one of us it can affect all of us yeah, I found that very impactful. Every time, even when Fives is killed at the end, like everyone just kind of takes their helmets off. And it's, it's it's so funny, though, like as they're about to take for the first time about to take him to Camino and they're counting down. I'm just like, you know, whenever there's a countdown in Star Wars, you know, somebody's going to attack like they just never like milk it like that. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing as well, you know. Because in the end, everything kind of works out from Palpatine's point of view, whether the Separatists get him or not he still gets what he wants oh, of course but i like i really actually did like the separatist attack sequence yeah on the medical droid i found those droids that just like hop onto the ship and just shoot the those big ass droids yeah like the the, the super droids that now have yeah. jetpacks all of a sudden yeah right i found them very like kind of scary in a way yeah and then like the little the little buzz droids now they had like they made a spider effect with them and it became kind of horror-y that scene it's mm -hmm. very intense like much more kind of alien-esque exactly yeah 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 i was very impressed by it and I especially like the shot of one of the uh, medical officers who yes. like who is also a clone but you you can just see like all the droids coming in and he's the the only one alive and he actually manages to shoot like three of them but there are just so many that he eventually gets killed but just the way it was shot it was beautiful with the red light as well so good amazing it was really well really well done the horror vibes were good um and then when out uh, anakin and rex and fives are going to like rescue him i'm just like they use the term spacewalk yeah and i'm just like ugh, <laughs> come on guys like I, I it's a very small throwaway word or line here but i'm just like no 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 why why does it have to be spacewalk it, it's something that i this is something that i would harp on and spend 10 minutes talking about is that <laughs> it should just be walk like you don't have to do spacewalk oh god yeah. whatever aren't we all in space after all right oh i like the banter there between rex and anakin in terms of like Anakin oh. telling Rex that he sounds like Obi-Wan. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I love their relationship. Their relationship. Rex and Anakin are like a really, they're really tight. It's really cool. And then like, I just, I like the humor there with the droids, uh, with the battle droids in the ship. Like we're experiencing drag in the vacuum of space or whatever. And then like, <laughs> hey, now we're experiencing turbulence. And then they get shot in the face. Just like, That's yes. weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm sure I've noticed it in the past, but I just want to note that I really like Fives' tattoo. I find it really cool. It's like subtly not a proper five, 
but it it is like oh, it's really good. One question that I have is that the the room that they put fives in is right next to top, and it's like, why is there a window? Like, yeah, it just seems like unnecessary torture. Plot reasons. Yeah, right. That's all I can think about. Yeah, and it's just like I'm confused with this episode, and I think I'm not sure. Is is Camino in on it from the beginning, or are they just stupid and actually believe what? quote lord tyrannus is telling them like do they actually think that it's just a safety feature for the jedi or do Mm. they think are they like actually aware of order 66 because it i don't know it's they very like they like tread the line very thinly here i feel like they're aware of it they're just playing along like especially you can see that with the communion scientists who clearly none none of us have uh, written down her name like when she's talking to palpatine they i felt like they both have had an understanding and they were just playing along like oh yeah thank you i will take care of the of the uh of the evidence wink wink i feel like everything after that for me all that kind of stuff can be explained by the Kaminoans covering their asses and then fighting for their own special interest because they have a special interest to make sure that it's not part of their programming that went wrong. So that's how I felt like that's the other side of this is that they're stupid and thought and believed them and thought it was just like a safety valve. And then we're just like also stupid and just covering their asses the whole time. So that's like the other side of things. The, the less, you know, the ignorance argument as opposed to the willfully, well, the willfully ignorant argument. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very realistic depiction, though, like either way. Right? Like I could see people doing that. Yeah, that's how I, I like that, that understanding of it. Them just kind of fighting for yeah. their own special interests and then that results in like the fall of the entire Republic. But I mean, they call him Lord Tyrannus. Like, aren't they aware that he's a Sith as well? Like, they might not be. Because remember, he references Master Sifo-Dyas. Yeah, but I mean, they call him, they literally call him Lord Tyrannus. Yeah. I don't think they know, no one knows the name Tyrannus. Because remember when Obi-Wan is on Kamino, he's like, Tyrannus? You know what I mean? He doesn't know that name. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's Dooku, but like, yeah, everyone knows, because everyone refers to him as Count Dooku. No, no one refers to him as Tyrannus. What I think that they noted is that like, the property rights of the clones is mm. so interesting. It's like, cause like the doctor was saying that they're a property of Camino, and I was like, the fuck? And then Shakti a couple episodes later retorts that they are property of the Republic, and I'm like, okay, it's a little better, but like, how are they property? Like, it's yeah. very weird. It's very, it's very interesting. Cause like. So much of, you know, the clone infrastructure is giving them humanity, right? Or the what we see about the clones is giving them some semblance of humanity. But mm. they're just clearly battle slaves. And that's, you know, they're just property, literally property. And that's quite sad. Yeah, that's what they're literally born and bred for. Or ra- rather, you know, if you want to put... They're like literally like space Urukai. <laughs> yes, but it's like in a way that is uh, contradicts what we have seen in this show and to a certain extent the goal of this show yeah because like in the process of imbuing humanity with them we still see the traditional understandings of them right so like shakti Mm. has a a rigid understanding of what a clone is right um but it's better it's a rigid jedi understanding it is they are property but treat them with humanity and then 
um, the Kaminoans are just like they are property, treat them with no humanity. And then there are others like our bestie Ahsoka and Anakin who treat them as humans, right? Shakti is, she just doesn't want to open the can of worms that it, or not can of worms, but she doesn't want to have the discussion with the Kaminoans whether they're actually human beings or not. She is following their logic of the property argument I see. in, I in see. saying, you know, uh, no, they're actually our property, so fuck off. Yeah, fair enough. Because she doesn't want to have like a whole discussion about are they actually like human beings with agency and whatever, but like just following like in your logic, like even if your logic did apply, you're still wrong. Well, I'll take that. You know, I, I like you becoming the shock T defender here. So, and I like that, uh, that understanding. No, it's just interesting. Like they, they very quickly come up with a like surprise, apparently sup- like, convincing argument about what the whole thing with top was why there was something in him what like what the chip was about basically where i'm also thinking like can't you just get the chip and take a look at it by like by a third party i mean they're they're like trying to do that with like palpatine but unfortunately it's palpatine so the wrong third party (laughs) yeah the literal worst third party you could you could go to but again, I like this power struggle about like we've had this before with who is in charge, who is responsible, and here we have like the Kaminoans, the Jedi, and the Republic. Not not as much as other examples, but the, I still thought that that was a, like an interesting tidbit here. Oh, I really liked it because it's like in the way that it's really about the Jedi and the Republic power struggle, and the Kaminoans clearly on the side of the Republic in that way, and it makes sense because they are part of the power structure of the Republic, hmm. and. So, yeah, it's very interesting to see them kind of go back and forth with that and just shows how in crisis or in times like this, it is individuals looking after their self-interest, which is the worst thing. Yep, that happens all the time. But also, like, it's very interesting because if you think about it, it was the Jedi who, like, quote-unquote, ordered the clones and not the Republic. Exactly. So it's like, so who, I mean, I'm sure the Republic paid for them. But like who, like technically, like how does it work? Yeah, right. Because the army was always for the Republic, oddly enough. Yeah. Yeah. So strange. So strange. Sifo-Dyas. What a what a what an enigma. Is he is he just like a cipher? Did he actually exist? I think I've asked you this before and you said you don't know or it's unclear or whatever. I will plead the fifth. Like, I love how after, so when they sneak into Tup's room, right? So Five mm. sneaks in first and, and AZ comes in after. He looks back and he looks at the clones and he waves. His wave is so funny. Just the way he yeah. animates his wave is just so awkward. It's it's a really funny note to like point out when we're going through this. And then obviously they take out the thing and Tup dies and quite a sad effect of death. And mm. the way he talks about the nightmare in our dreams, I want to know so much more right especially because fives also mentions it at the end exactly and like all the clones react to it they know exactly what he's talking about and it's like in their dreams are they killing jedi like is that what it's going on like i don't know Ah, it's just it's so compelling i really like that death scene Mm. (sighs) ah oh top r.i.p top yeah i mean we've we've talked about a lot of the um fives and az interaction here no it's all great basically is what we're saying 
I want a spin-off show. I know it's never possible because Five is dead, yeah. but I want a spin-off show. Another like really interesting exchange between the two of them is Five saying we were not designed to be disposed of that way, and and AZ is like maybe you were, and is like ooh, yeah, that's a little uncomfortable because that is kind of how like the Kaminoan perspective, like you're just cannon fodder basically. No, it's a nice like initial uh, relationship that they have that transforms it's i really appreciated it it doesn't really make sense to me that they wouldn't just inject the lethal dose into top despite the alarm like it literally takes like five more seconds who cares right that's just another one of these like plot contrivances yeah it happens a lot in film as well like you trigger an alarm as just as somebody's gonna do something and then they just walk away right yeah, it's very it's very neat that way, and I know I used that word last time as a, a lot as well. But this is, it just happens here as well um, with Shakti too. Like she's kind of the Obi Wan here, trying to figure things out, and she's like a pretty good investigator that way. But like Obi Wan, it's like a little too convenient the way she just figures everything out, the way it actually happened. <clears throat> it's like every like every instinct of hers, every theory is correct. Yeah, and it's obviously. a little yeah, it's a little bit too neat. Well, it's typical of the Jedi; they literally just sit there and think until they know what they're doing, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and then if or they don't not. know what they're doing, or never, just sit yeah. there and think and do nothing until they die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that actually kind of tracks with the Jedi teachings in terms of pushing patience and pushing sort of dedicated action. It's mm. interesting, like to think about, like, oh, Master Sanube's teachings to ahsoka it's like oh don't just do things it's like wait until you have a clear vision and then act which can be good in a lot of cases like here or like obi-wan when he's investigating stuff i really wonder how jedi like sinuba and yoda were when they were like young yeah i wonder if we'll ever get a show i'm sure we will i feel like that would be i don't know do we want that though like we really want a yoda one yeah. Not a Yoda-centric one, maybe like a one set when Yoda was a child and then Yoda kind of comes in for a second or whatever. That wouldn't surprise me. I don't yeah. think they'll do like a full, or maybe a Sunube one. That would be fine. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Um, I thought you were going to say like, I really wonder how Sunube died. <laughs> Just like, no, no, like, no. I really want to like, a, I want them to release like security cam footage of the Jedi Every Temple Jedi. attack. Yeah. Like, I just want to see like which Jedi's like, put up a good fight which one <laughs> like laid down and died you know yeah i mean for all we know sanuba might have survived and gone good into point. exile good point yeah it still bums me out that all those padawans died as well oh yeah well no let's go with our head cannon our yes cannon <laughs> was that they somehow survived yeah and there's like the six of them mm. roaming uh, the living universe. on a farm exactly it's interesting in episode three i have i really like it because it's just like investigating happening but i don't have that much to say about it interesting it's just like it answers a lot of questions about this particular um inhibitor chips and how order 66 how they're regular people all the time and then order 66 happens and they just like go to kill jedi it's like how did they implant this specific way to do it and it answers I don't know if you can you can tell me whether it's a satisfactory answer or not, but it answers the question that you had at the very beginning of the show, being like, this doesn't track with Order 66, essentially. Yeah, it, it is exactly, you know, what we talked about when we 
when we saw the um the deserter and how does that work and you know what what does programming mean and all of these things and i was that i was thinking about this a lot whilst watching those episodes and i had a I know I felt somewhat satisfied with what the what the show provided. Good, because I enjoy it as well. I think it's a good, and I like that. Like you know, the Jedi didn't know. Obviously, the Jedi didn't know about the inhibitor chips at all. Yeah. So it's like it's very interesting because, you know, the inhibitor chips are like set, and I think they actually do limit their aggression or whatever, mm. um, to a certain extent, and then you know. It's always nature versus nurture, right? But then their experiences kind of shape their personalities and everything. But built into that inhibitor chip is, it's not only for Order sixty six. I would believe, I think it is, it is Order sixty six is a component of it. Mm. I mean, it would be a lot of effort just to do it for Order sixty six. I mean, it would be worth it probably, but still, yeah. Yeah. why why not do the other like some other things as well while you're at it? Yeah, yeah, but that also explains why like. Anakin's droids, not droids, Anakin's um, clone troopers are particularly, <laughs> but also Anakin's droids are particularly like eccentric, right? It's not just his clone troopers, it's, it's clones, everyone yeah, around him. I, I was just going to say like, I, I love your Freudian slips every time. I know, they're great. It's so I good. So Anakin's clone troopers are so eccentric. I think it's because of the nurture relationship they he ha- that they have with him in particular. Mm. Um, and there's a difference in their their demeanor versus other clone troopers' demeanor. It's really cool to see, like, yes, they are ostensibly clones, but they are so different. So, so different, depending on where they are. I feel like there is, like, this meta point about education in there, right? So, like, the way you raise children. Like, for a kids' TV show as well, like, um, the way you interact with children and how you raise them really does make a difference yeah that's all i have to say about that <laughs> that's funny no i think i think it's a good point um obviously and it's it is as you said i think it's more uh, at, a, at a larger level it is the it comments on the nature nurture argument that i mentioned yeah. before right absolutely but then after all this we end up going to uh, Coruscant, right? Fives gets cornered and he presents his arguments to Shakti in front of the fucking scientist. And then (laughs) Shakti decides to bring Fives and all the evidence to Coruscant to speak directly with the Chancellor. And as as soon as you hear that sentence... Yeah. Ugh. (sighs) It's so annoying. Right. And like as soon as they land, Palpatine is really laying it on thick. He, yeah. Like, I gives no fucks. And <laughs> I love it. It was like, yeah, we have dropped all the pretenses. It's fine. Yeah, we get a lot of it. Like it, even in like episode two, we get like some really nice evil shots. And like the, at the at the very end of uh, episode four as well, he says the inoculation for every clone. And um, each day we grow closer and closer to victory and the way he like his face is just like oh yeah oh yeah so good so like then palpatine excuses shakti and everybody else and is literally just fives and palpatine and Mm. clearly i don't think we get the actual footage or security cam footage but clearly palpatine tells him everything just to bait him into trying to kill him right to make Mm. him seem like a villain or an aggressive villain to then justify having inhibitor chips still kept in all the clones. And 
that's a brilliant plan. I'm not going to lie. Just like good on you, Palpatine. Yeah. I did wonder though, like I didn't pay attention uh, when I was watching it, but do all the other clones, all the other clones that are in this room die? No, no, no. I think they're still alive. I think he just knocks them out. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, how does that work? I think they are his personal guard. So they are like of a different breed. Yeah, like the red clones, right? That's what I was wondering as well, because they show up throughout and they are the ones who kill fives at the end. Yes, yes, yes. I wonder. I I wonder how that works, to be honest. They did poison him. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, that was clear from the very beginning, I think. Mm, Yeah. As soon as she did that, I wrote in my notes, fuck this scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, again, like the lengths people go to to cover cover their asses, right? So exactly. yeah. And to a certain extent, their logic is kind of sound when they're talking to yeah. themselves. Like when they're talking about it, it's like we don't know exactly if this is an isolated incident or not. Like, oh sorry, like this is an isolated incident. This has never happened before. Like how so it's like, okay, from their like limited, like very selfish perspective, I can see where they are pissed off. Mm. But again, that does that justify Everything that happened after, no, but, you know. But you can understand it, especially because you get to know the Kaminoan perspective so well, you know, them seeing the clones as property and all of these things. Like, it's like, you know, it's like slavery every time. Like, if you if you uh, treat someone like they're an object, you can do unspeakable things to them. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's just how it is. We get a very uncomfortable cab ride here as well and i love the idea of a clone bar too 79s is so good of course like he bumps into someone of the 501st that was a little again convenient when fives meets with anakin and rex he sounds so paranoid and like he increasingly i mean of course he does um but like he sounds like a real conspiracy nut you know i mean how could you not in that situation kind of but and like you're poisoned and all of it so you can't think straight but just the way he said things was just like like every other conspiracy theorist yeah but uh, yeah it's so interesting i find it interesting because it like that's clearly from that's that's the image that they're trying to convey um but you you get it for his perspective Mm. because it's like palpatine is the fucking chancellor right and he spent his whole life, he's bred to protect this person and protect the institutions that are like there. And he knows now the truth, that it's rotten from within, that he is a, a tool for vengeance. And uh, it's, I think it's very powerful the way he is absolutely just like torn to shreds because of this psychologically. Yeah. And then on top of the poison, of course. Hmm. But say say what you will about... Uh, Mace Windu, not to trigger you, but I feel like if he had been there instead of Anakin, I mean, I'm sure he would have uh, treated Fives differently, but I feel like he would have been maybe more quick on the uptake instead of uh, Anakin, who is just like, no, the, the, like, what? To the Chancellor? No, no way. Because that's where, like, he loses Fives in a way. Yeah. Like, once Anakin goes to defend the Chancellor, Fives is like, you don't believe me, da 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 it's just like, uh, yeah, no, for sure. It's a, but I love, as you said, that, like, 
layers and layers of relationships because fives trust nobody more than Anakin and Anakin trusts nobody more than the chancellor and the chancellor just like betrayed fives. And it's just like this weird mix of things that is so effective. I love it. Yeah. And that's like, because everybody who watches this is kind of like, I assume is in the know about what happens after clone wars and in like the third movie. That's just so tragic. I mean, It was so tragic, but obviously so great. Yeah, it's so... And, like, even when they're in the taxi and Fives tells them, like, have you heard the one of the person... Like, of the of the one engineer to kill their best friends, their leaders, and they don't even know it. Like, are you... That's so mm. sad, you know? Like, the psychological impact of Order 66. Like, uh, it, it It's so... It's so affecting, in a way. Yeah. So obviously, I love how much trust he has in Rex and Anakin. Like, of all the people in the entire galaxy, it is Anakin and Rex that he trusts. Rex probably better to trust than Anakin. Um, also, like the spy droid that follows him around, it just looks so much like the Empire. It's right. Just, just such a reminder of it. I'm just like, ah. And it's like you know, obviously, it's a constant reminder that this is already the Empire and Republic's clothes. It's just, it's a matter of when, not if, at this point. Um, and I just is like, I was so sad. It's just like Fives feels betrayed as his death, you know? Mm. And it, it's a really sad death scene, I think. And it is a way that, um, you know, that all the clone troopers feel it, even though they're the ones who killed him, in a way. And mm-hmm. he just, like, as he's dying, he's just saying, I only wanted to do his duty. And that he was a good soldier, and Rex tells him that tells him that he was a good soldier, and that the nightmare and the nightmares reference again. I just really don't know no more. What are the nightmares? I want clarity on that, please. <laughs> um, but it's just it's just like Tup's death was impactful, and Fives is infinitely more so, mm. and probably the most impactful death of Star Wars, not Star Wars, sorry, of uh, Clone Wars by far, I'd say. Um, it's and then fuck the Jedi at the end. I'm just like, are you kidding me? You don't even question the fact that he comes up with this like out of thin air parasite without any information. Like you know, you know they like they're not even holding like a little briefing that shows mm. them the information or like there's no little hologram that shows like what it is. It's just like standing there to them and just telling them. It's just God. And then my last note um, is that. Like at the very end, Dooku has the two inhibitor chips or whatever, and it's just like Dooku is such a freaking patsy, like so weak. Like Dooku, like did he not know that he was scheduled to die by to Anakin's hand? Like, mm. like what? Are you fucking kidding me? Ugh, whatever. But yeah, but I mean, I'm sure with the you know the Sith dynamic, he's always on the lookout. Uh, but how could he know he's like? like the that palpatine is grooming anakin like there's not that much like how would he know right i don't know i don't know but either way even he didn't know he's just an idiot like and if he did know he's even more of an idiot so either way dooku's an idiot no if if you look at the second movie dooku's obviously way stronger than anakin is so he doesn't need to be afraid I guess of him maybe he maybe I mean I guess you know Dooku is just so arrogant that he might just be like yeah whatever like even if he is groomed to be my replacement like I will just kill him well fair enough fair enough fair enough well either way fuck him 
the, the the interesting thing is that Dooku in episode three, for example, never seems surprised about anything until Sidious tells Anakin to kill him. Yeah. Like literally nothing phases him until that. So I wonder to what extent of the what extent of the plan he knew as opposed to like obviously he didn't know he was gonna get murdered, but yeah. did he know that he was supposed to fight Anakin in that moment? Did he know that he was supposed to lose to Anakin at the time? But I don't know. It's interesting thoughts to think about like the inner dynamics of what I actually tell each other. So we learned a lot about the clones today, but we also on a meta level learned that even with just four episodes, we can talk about, we can talk about it for a long time. And now there's the, the rest of the season to watch until next episode. So Rashad, can you tell us which episodes are still on the, on the menu? All right, we'll, we will be watching episodes five through seven and then 10 through 13. If you like what you heard, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. If you didn't like the show, why are you still listening? Five stars? If you want to get in touch, there are a few ways you can do that. Email? Write us an email to hello at serialhook.com. Website. You can check out our website and suggest future topics at seriallyhooked.com. Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at seriallyhooked. If you like the show, tell a friend or 10 and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a difference and helps people discover the show. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a good, that's good context. I uh, obviously didn't know that. Good, because if you knew that, you would have had to look it up and that would have made me bad. That's not something that I do. As we all know, I would never do something like that. How um, could you? <laughs> shut up. It happened once. Um, <laughs> we're even. You spoiled me. So, pshht. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. Are we comparing spoilers right now? No, no. <laughs> this is not a spoiler measuring contest. <laughs> God, it's insane. That Camino scientist. I just want to yeah. like, strangle her long neck. Wow, you're you're like in a mood today. Like you're talking about killing people mood. all the time. <laughs> I think Mace just like the conversation about Mace mm. last week just wound me up, and I, I'm still not. Yeah, I'm still on the high. <laughs> that, why did you have to remind me of that scene in that stupid movie? I'm so sorry. How dare I? <laughs> Should I bring up episode nine again? <laughs> Well, you just did, so thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that was just unfair. That had no connection. <laughs> oh, that movie is so bad. Oh. We ever do the um, best duos bracket again? That's a good like one. Th those two are definitely like again. Contender. What do you mean again? We've never done any podcast before this podcast. About yeah, we've never podcasted before. We've never uh, talked about Star Wars, Star Wars before this, and recorded it before. Seriously, never, <laughs> never, never, never.